Welcome to Brick House with Bob Johnson and Matt Baker. Right, we're back. More team previews this week. The wannabe contenders. Uh, the subtitle for this one, Matt, is mm-hmm. uh, "These teams are one player away." If that player were LeBron James, <laughs> right? <laughs> Was that the David Stern quote? David Stern famously would try and coax new owners into the NBA or talk to owners lamenting about their team's mediocrity and say, "Well, you know." <laughs> Your team really is just one player away, if that player were Shaquille O'Neal. Right. I'm Bob Johnson. (laughs) And I'm the one player away, Matt Baker. And I'm here with a stuffed up nose, but I'm powering through, Bob. I'm I'm the real champion. It's very sultry. I'm going to be enjoying listening to this one back. So probably in the middle of editing this podcast, I expect the Jimmy Butler trade to go down is usually how it works relative to when we record. The rumor is he's going to Miami. Right. Just last week, we were asking if Pat Riley had another trick up his sleeve. It looks like he just might. Right. We read off the list of the most untradeable, biggest albatross contracts that mm-hmm. Miami has, and somehow people are going to maybe trade for them. The Sacramento Kings have raised their hand and, and volunteered to get involved to take some of these terrible deals. Well, like if they get Whiteside and Waiters, like that's what, we're, that's what we're hoping. Whiteside and Waiters would be better than the players I saw that they were interested, which is Gorgie Dang. Oh, wait, they're going to take... Oh, no. Yeah. No. First of all, they don't need any more centers. Yeah. Second of all, they don't need one that still has like two years, 30 million, three years, 45 million I was going to say, left. if it's two years, that's better than what I thought it was three. The other big news this week, it was media day with all the teams and Kawhi Leonard. He came out of his shell. He finally broke his silence. We've been waiting for him to, to say anything. He said that he's a fun guy and he likes basketball. That he released one of the weirdest laughs I've ever heard. Yeah, we will we'll play it for you. So don't despair. We, we're aware of the Kawhi Leonard laugh. We're going to play the clip and talk about it in this week's Diss of the Week. So stick oh, around okay. till the end. That's oh, man, the that's a teaser. We don't do a lot of teasers, but I like that one. We end every episode on teaser. No, 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 like early episode teasers. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know we have that lovely British lady say on the next episode <laughs> of Brick House. Where'd you find her? We're going to reveal how the dad from This Is Us died by the end of the episode. So Wait, what? Well, this, it's a long... You don't watch This Is Us? No, I, I'm a million little pieces person. Okay. <laughs> That hasn't even aired yet. All right. Yeah. So these teams, the wannabe contenders, I inadvertently put all of the whitest cities in the NBA in this category. So that's a, that's another preview, a little tease <laughs> yeah. to who we're going to be talking about it's, today. Hey, it's not your fault if that's how the cards fell, Bob. The Utah Jazz are the first one on the list. All right. You just came back from Salt Lake City. That's right. scouting. That's right. I went a couple weeks ago to a film festival my wife was in. It was outside of Salt Lake City, but we flew in right. to Salt Lake. Yes. Had a beer there, which is an ordeal, let me tell you. 
because of the because of the high Mormon population, right? Uh, and the, no, no, they're not high, Bob. There's just a lot of yeah. Them because of the sober them. Mormon population, <laughs> yeah, there are barely any bars anywhere, right? Instead, they have endless dessert shops, ice cream parlors, malt shops, chocolate shops. We even went into one in Provo that was like vinegar chocolate. The whole place like reeked of vinegar. Gross. It's a it's a niche. It was a giant place too. It must have been like eight thousand square foot building. A vinegar, a vinegar, vinegar chocolate. chocolate. Yeah, right. One hundred eighty thousand people in Provo. Thirty three thousand college students. Two bars. Okay. All the dessert shops, by the way, packed with blonde haired, blue eyed people. Yeah. I saw two black people while I was there. It was Donovan Mitchell and Jay Crowder. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm totally joking. They wouldn't be caught dead there in the summer. <laughs> you didn't even see Derek Favors. I did see a lot of Larry Miller car dealerships. Oh, man. The late jazz owner, Larry Miller. It's a beautiful city, though, the surrounding mountains and, and so forth. My really wife got a, she got a lot of laughs telling other filmmakers the town reminded her of a studio backlot. Oh, okay. I guess if you're not puking in the streets, you can keep it pretty clean. <laughs> Maybe there's some chocolate pukes. I know. But... That actually, that <laughs> vinegar chocolate sounds like it would raise something in me. I'm sure like any city, there, it has its charms. Actually, when we were researching Salt Lake for a previous preview, maybe it was last year, mm -hmm. I discovered that they have a thriving LGBTQ scene. Right. Which was uh, surprising to me. Completely surprised. Went to a burlesque show one night in Provo. That felt uh, pretty subversive for the area. Right. Anyways, I can. The, the point is, after spending just three, four days there, I can see why it's hard for them to get free agents. Okay, because vinegar chocolate and... No yeah. bars, no yeah. black people. Right. Oh, maybe, yes. maybe if they were trying to get free agents for, for like the rowing team, you know, something oh, yeah, like yeah. that. Let's look into that. That might be a market we could corner. You know who really likes desserts? Dwight Howard. Oh, that's true. Maybe he's, he hasn't... He's, he's the kind of guy you got to target. He hasn't ruined, I mean, improved this team yet. There's still time. Yeah. Let's talk about the big move. The best thing they did potentially this offseason was re-sign Dante Exum to three years, 33 million. Exum, three years, 33. Derek Favors yes. signed also. They re-signed him. Two years, right. $37 million deal. Making them some of the best paid uh, bench players in the league. Right. What, wasn't there some talk about maybe like trading him last trade deadline or something? I don't know. I thought there was They have to always talk about trades because they don't get free agents. Oh, yes, of course. So I looked it up. I was wondering what were the biggest free agent signings in Utah Jazz oh, history. Please lay it on me. I found a website that ran down the top 12. No, no, no. Not the top 12. All 12, Bob. All 12. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Counting down, they had Tom Chambers. Oh. White guy. He was a little late in his career, right. I think, is why he's all the way at number 12. Yeah, for sure. Behind Antoine Carr. Okay. So that had have been early 80s, mid 80s. He had the coolest wraparound sunglasses. Maybe best sunglasses in yeah. NBA history. Not a lot of players played with sunglasses on, but Antoine Carr made it a, a good look. Rajah Bell was number 10. Oh, okay. 
also a little past his prime there. Sure. I have a feeling a lot of these are going to be tagged with a little past their prime. Yeah, deep cut here, number nine, all-time free agent signing Mm -hmm. with Utah Jazz, Howard Isley. Howard Isley. Sure. So that would have been, what, late 90s, 2000s, mid-2000s? Jalen Rose's high school teammate. Eight all-time Jeff Wilkins. Gotta admit, don't know who the hell Jeff Wilkins is. The early 80s guy. Did he play for the Sixers at one point? I think maybe in the late 70s, early 80s, maybe guys like Jeff Wilkins moved to Utah to get over their cocaine addiction. Oh, so it was like a... Rehab. Instead of paying money to go to a sober house, they pay you. Exactly. Exactly. You just do coke on the road. Never never in your own city, though. Number seven all-time free agent signings, they had Joe Johnson. Okay. Which he was signed there in his 16th season, little over the hill. Number six was a Utah Jazz darling, Matt Harpring. Sure. We all remember Matt. Of course. As white as he get in the NBA, which made him perfect for Utah. Number five, this was just matching the offer from Portland, which I don't really count, but they did on this website, Paul Millsap. I think if you're going to count that, Millsap should be a little higher, but what do I know? Ricky Green, number four all-time. They signed him after he had been out of the league for a year, though. Okay, why was he out of the league for a year? I assume cocaine. Uh, That was the answer (laughs) I was looking for. Another sober house. Number three all-time, they had Gordon Hayward being matched again. Charlotte made him an offer in 2014, and they matched it. And that was, like I said, what uh, led Gordon to eventually leave is instead of just giving him a max deal in 2014, they said, go out and get another right. offer. Right. Maybe we'll match it. Yeah, if that one was a match, that Millsap should have been higher. Uh, number two all time, Mamet Okur. Oh, I forgot about that. Right after they won the championship in 04, the Pistons. Oh, they signed him away from yeah. Detroit? Okay. They had Darko to replace him. But... Oh, good. Yeah. So... That worked out well. Number one all-time, Carlos Boozer. The the Rob Palenka special that we've talked about. Rob Palenka mm-hmm. lost his job at the agency he was working for because he wink-wink promised Cleveland that he would get a deal done with them when Carlos became a free agent. And instead, he made a secret deal with Utah for much more. Mm-hmm. Got fired from it. Started his own agency. Got Carlos Boozer back as his agent. Yeah, I just smiled at him, right? I think the Joe Ingles signing, you know, this this list was made uh, a year ago or so. The Joe Ingles signing, I think, would probably be at least tied with Matt Harpring for today, you know, which is number six. And it's Joe Ingles. Yeah. I think if Rubio re-signs this summer, that makes him top five all-time jazz signing. I mean, it might as well. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't put in some of those contracts that already signed, re-signed into that. Besides signing a decent free agent, is there any way that they could surprise anyone this year? Did we say that they were kind of primed for a letdown to come back to earth a little bit on our gambling episode? The line is set pretty high. People are expecting a lot from them this season. I think it would be a surprise if they maintained their ascent. Basketball nerds would be more surprised if they lost in the first round or missed the playoffs than if they beat the Warriors. Right. There's such hype. Right, right. and, uh, And hope behind this team. Luckily, we're not nerds, Bob. So we have a couple of burning questions about the city that's so white. How did the Jazz go from wannabe contender to actual contender? 
they need to discover some sort of strategy of basketball that hasn't been implemented correctly yet. They need to find something that no one else has found to give them the edge. Is this any of this making sense? I don't even know what it is. That's how that's how That's very helpful. That's Utah's only hope because I think they could have good chemistry and I like what's going on on their team, but I just don't think straight up they're they will beat these teams in playoff series. That's interesting. I was thinking more along the lines of the Mormon Church announces that they've found another golden plate. Oh, nice. And on this golden plate, it is written that actually Tupac and Biggie Smalls are from Salt Lake City. Oh, uh, oh. This is a long, <laughs> long game. Okay. But you want to convince black people to move to Salt Lake City. Right. You go there, maybe considering as a free agent, mm -hmm. you walk around for four days, you see no black people, Right, it's not going to go over well. Yeah. People already believe the stuff on the first however many golden plates. Can't be that much harder to get them to believe this one. I like it. The second burning question, <laughs> Grayson Allen. What's the first Grayson Allen incident, and when can we expect it? When you go to prison, right? I think we'll all go there eventually. You know, what do they say when you go to prison? What do they say you should do? You got you to gotta mess up with the big guy. Right. You got to find the biggest possible guy you can, and you got to punch him in the face to show people that you're not afraid. Now this, I'm not going with biggest guy Okay. per se. Who would be the biggest? Biombo or something? Boban. Mozga Boban. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing, though. Those aren't, like, it's not feared if you punch Boban. Grayson went to Duke, right? So you have to claim this spot of duke you have to go and find the biggest duke guy you can again i'm not saying biggest in size but the biggest okay. duke player you can and punch him in the face kyrie irving oh okay friday november 9th home against boston on espn bob grayson has to enter the game and immediately deck kyrie to show that he is the dukey amongst which all dukies are matched. If he wants to play it cool, eight days later, they play in Boston. Now, this is only on N NBA TV, the home okay. of your Atlanta Hawks, but it's in Boston. So that's even like you're going into his jailhouse and you're <laughs> punching him in the face. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a sound strategy. Yeah, definitely. His cell block, if you will. I can see Draymond Green getting suspended for three games for breaking Grayson's nose with his elbow and Green saying it was totally worth it. Counting down the wannabe contenders and the whitest cities in the NBA. Oh, Next, yeah. we have the Portland Trailblazers. Another place you've been recently. Is it, did you just pick all the places you've been recently, Bob? That's right. So Portland's big move. There's <laughs> nothing to see here, CJ, is what I call it. Okay. They picked up two shooting guards in free agency. Right. Nick Stauskas, Seth Curry. Drafted another one in Anthony Simons. Yeah. I don't think CJ McCollum has anything to fear as far as being outplayed by any of these guys. Sure. But it looks like they're maybe making a backup plan. Right. It's an interesting backup plan, but let's see if it pays off for them. They signed Nurkic to a four-year, $48 million contract. Oh, right. That was a, that was a big move for them because, remember, if you, when you get Nurkic, you also get his father, the giant riot cop. Bosnian riot police officer, yeah. Right. Plus four years, $48 million. And a team that has signed Evan Turner to $17 million, right? Or Myers Leonard to basically four years, 48, or, you know, a bunch of those type of things. That seems not too bad for a Nurkic contract. Yeah, that's a shade more than they're paying Mo Harkless. Right. 
those guys are tied to how they could surprise everyone for me. If, like mm. Miami, they can find a trade partner for any of their Albatross contracts, and you, right. you mentioned them, Evan Turner, Myers Leonard, or Mo Harkless, I'd be impressed. Another impressive thing is Terry Stott's staying power. I don't think we should be surprised if the Blazers start the season off poorly or look like they'll be one of the few teams on the outside looking in at the playoffs. Right. That the Blazers finally part ways with Terry Stotts. No, not our love, not our lovable Terry. Would you believe me if I told you that he is the fourth longest tenured coach in the NBA? I would not have, but now that I'm looking at it, he's been there since 2012. Yeah, the only three guys that have been in their spots longer than him are Greg Popovich... Spolstra and Rick Carlisle. Right. It's not that he's done terribly. He does have a winning percentage since taking over the team. Um, he's but... almost cracked 500 for his career. He's 387 wins and 388 losses, right? I always remembered Paul Shirley talking about him because he was a, an assistant coach and one of the teams that Shirley was on. This was before he took the Blazers job. He was always saying, like, that guy will never command a locker room. He is in no way a leader. So his uh, his staying power at six years is impressive. A lot of this, by the way, uh, the owner of the Trailblazers owns the Seahawks, right? Sure. And the Seahawks, this was like prime Seahawks Super Bowl time, right? So the, he, uh-huh. he could kind of be forgotten about over there in the Blazers because if Paul Allen's getting Super Bowl rings with the Seahawks and going back to Super Bowl's playoffs every year, it allows you a little more, like you're not looking, you're not bearing down on the Trailblazers every night. Paul Allen famously has multiple yachts. But he's probably only spending all of his time on the biggest and baddest yacht. Am right. I right? I mean, right. what do you really need that second yacht for? Right. Russell Wilson, the biggest yacht. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What about entertainment? The way this team can entertain us is Dame Lillard halftime rap concert hosted by the CJ McCollum podcast. Oh, okay. If they need to use, they, if the basketball ever gets ugly, they need to use what their real talents are. Okay. For one, it's being a SoundCloud rapper, and the other, it's being actually good at hosting stuff in that... CJ McCollum. Wow. So that's what I think. It, I think that's what we're looking at. Because we remember we went to the big three and we got treated to a lovely Snoop Dogg performance at halftime. Oh, right. That? So if Snoop Dogg can do it, surely Snoop, Dame Lillard. Snoop Dogg and Michael Rappaport. Oh, yes. America's favorite rappers. A couple burning questions oh, about yeah. Portland. Are there another two teammates the media has suggested should be split up more than Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum? You know, recently the... Media's really been getting into this whole Tom Brady, Bill Belichick thing. The latest news of Brady threatened to maybe walk out in preseason and not even play this year, or like who's the real mastermind? I mean, I think they're trying to create a divide. Like the Patriots got too boring, so they had to drum up something, right? Mm -hmm. But I couldn't think of, I don't know, did you think of teammates? Well, first off, I wanted to examine like what the media is doing here, right? Okay. Compared to podcasting. Let's say... We've been doing this podcast for three years together. Right. We're a team. And after three years, we're not the number one sports podcast in the world. That's very true. That means you need to get rid of me, Matt. Yeah. Get me. And don't even get rid of me for someone better. Just cut you. No, you're going to need to trade me. You're going to need another position. 
Okay. And you need like a, a guy who's who's great at making fart noises or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. A fart noise fart, guy. Farty Pete. Yeah, I've been looking at him for a while. Well, that's what everyone's saying, right? It's like, oh, well, the problem is that your two best players are guards. So what you're going to need to do is trade one of those good guards for a mediocre to average right. power forward. Right. Makes no sense. No, I think the guy that, that came up to me, Kevin Love. Of the big three there in Cleveland, yeah. Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love, Probably was in more trade rumors discussed about, you know, breaking up. If they're going to break true. up the team, they got to improve it. Kevin Love is the scapegoat. And ironically, he's the last man standing there. If you would have told me that a couple of years ago, that would have been really hard to believe. He put that hard hat on and he's going to work. So let's do a little work for Blazers GM Neil O'Shea. Yeah. Okay. Burning question, what's a fake trade where another team is happy to get Evan Turner? I bet you that you could convince Miami to take Evan Turner if they also got Jimmy Butler. Bet you could. My fake trade was the Clippers. Okay. The Clippers unloading their own bloated contract in Danilo Gallinari and Tobias Harris for Damian Lillard and Evan Turner. Maybe an unlikely trade. Sure. But it would make this Clippers fan happy. Oh, well, but the rules are what team would be fine with it. I think, yeah, I think you've fulfilled the terms of the question there, Bob. I even think Lee Jenkins could put a spin on the whole Evan Turner part of the trade. He better after working for SI. (laughs) I'd vouch for it for having Turner on the team just for entertainment purposes. Mm -hmm. You know, you can take... You can take Gallinari for Evan Turner straight up for me. I, Evan Turner's going to have at least have some good quotes. You know? Yeah. All right, let's let's move on. Another team in our wannabe contenders. This is controversial because a lot of teams or a lot of pundits say that this team won't even make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I think if they're healthy, they have a chance. That's the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh yeah. Well, their big move is the Grizzlies are built just like the Golden State Warriors. Exactly like the Gordon, Golden State Warriors, except, of course, that two of their max deal guys are guys who have never been all-stars. Mm-hmm. And the players they get on cheap deals to fill out the roster around their max players aren't ring-chasing vets, but last-chance-chasing cast-offs. Ah, uh, yes, exactly. Exactly like the Warriors. They traded Ben McLemore and Deontay Davis for Garrett Temple. Your, f- your favorite. <laughs> yeah. And they, si- they signed Kyle Slow-Mo Anderson in free agency. Mm-hmm. This is what I think happened. Boris Diaw Jr. The Grizzlies, they're known for grit and grind, right? Oh, yeah. But the two guys who are most iconic embodying the grit and grind spirit are no longer on the team. Right. Zach Randolph and Tony Allen. So I think maybe some of the marketing team was involved in this Kyle Anderson signing. Okay. They're lay like, it, listen, we, lay it on me. we need grit and grind, grit and grind. What's the slowest player in the NBA that we could sign? Kyle Anderson. <laughs> Get him in here. He'll grit and grind it, baby. They're like, you know, grind, grit and grind doesn't mean grind it to a halt. <laughs> maybe, not, not the best nickname. Yeah. Was that your best signing? That was a big move, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Originally, I said I was going to stay away from draft picks. Oh, no. Ago. You can't, can't overlook this guy. Javon Carter. <laughs> oh, you thought I was going Jaron Jackson? <laughs> yeah. No. What are you talking about? Javon Carter. He is the grit and grind general. Okay. What's his, what's his 40 time? 11 seconds? Yeah, yeah. He has never run a 40 in his life, Bob. <laughs> he has never reached top speed. No, he's legitimately good on defense. He, he was 
second team All-American last year, two-time NABC Defensive Player of the Year. Last year won the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year trophy. Four-time All-Big 12 Defensive Team, two-time Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. This is the new grit and grind general. They did good with this one. I wouldn't put him as a bigger move than signing Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, no. The fourth pick of the draft. No, he's, that, he's a bust. Made eight threes in his first okay, NBA Summer League Actually, game. Yeah, I, I think I've come around on Jaron Jackson, mainly just because he's the son of a basketball player. Those kids, I like him more because of that. But Javon Carter, I'm sticking by it. Final answer. Okay. <laughs> what about surprising everyone? I think what would sound like the five alarm bells and would blow everyone's mind, mm-hmm. no one would be able to handle this information, would be Chandler Parsons announces he's retiring. Oh, from social media. Oh, no. Bob. Did you see that Chandler Parsons just wrote a Players Tribune article yesterday? No, but lay it on me. He says he just wants Memphis to know that he still wants Memphis. At first, I thought he might have plagiarized a letter he's used a hundred times already to get the girl he cheated on to come back sure, to him. Sure, <laughs> that sounds more like it. But he compared his childhood as an Orlando Magic fan. He was talking about he grew up an Orlando fan. And was so excited when his favorite player in the NBA, Grant Hill, right. signed with the Orlando Magic. Right. Then he spent seven years on the Magic playing, I think, a total of 200 games. Right. And he blamed Grant for it. He blamed Grant for the reason the Magic sucked. And he realized, it dawned on him, that's why people are upset with me when they see me making social media posts and out on the town. And they think... All the time they see me on social media, they're not seeing that I'm also spending time thinking about basketball and thinking about how to get Memphis back. Yeah. Was it, I haven't forgotten Memphis? Memphis. He I've... just wants Memphis to know that he still wants to be in Memphis. Oh, okay. That's so sweet. Is he he, he didn't like... ask Memphis what they would, because what they would say is, we don't want you. Right. It's not. Ir- it's irrelevant what they want. It's all about what he wants. Is His he, eyes just, you get lost in them. Is he going to do the boombox thing where he holds the boombox over his head? To say anything? Yeah, yeah. and Memphis is just going to be at the window and be like, ah, no. You try to sleep here. Yeah. Make the cops roll up. Like, uh. <laughs> Burning questions. Where do we see Chandler Parsons in 10 years? He's going to be on TV. He's going to find his way onto one of the shows, I think. But In a basketball capacity or like a reality television? I, that's actually, I like where you're going with this, Bob, because uh, I was about to go there. And like, uh, I'm not saying he's going to be like uh, King Ryan Seacrest or anything. Okay. But I think he could be kind of like, you know, Jesse Palmer, for example. Jesse Palmer. No, Remember the that? Florida quarterback who played for the, I think, the Giants, and then he was on The Bachelor, and then he got a Is bunch of... Is he really of, handsome? He's a handsome man, Bob. Okay. He could find something like that. What do you do? You think that's a possible? Yeah, I, I, I'm on the same page. I thought yeah. a good career comp would for him, if he's lucky, would be Mario Lopez. Oh man, I mean, we'd all be lucky to be Mario <laughs> Lopez. He could host some MTV awards, maybe a surfing competition. Yes, he could be the voice of a dog in a movie called The Dog Who Saved Christmas, which was on Mario Lopez's IMDb. Someone's got to save Christmas. Cameos and music videos. And obviously a never-ending deluge of shirtless selfies and gene ads. That's that's Chandler Parsons' next 10 years. Gene ads? Denim jeans. 
Oh, Gene Ads. I thought you said Gene Ads. That would be a weird thing to say. Yeah, that's why I looked completely confused. Ads for jeans. Uh, yeah, I, I'm stuffed up and have a sinus headache slightly, so we'll just go with that. Let's move on, then, to our next team, Milwaukee Bucks. Yet another one of these wannabe contenders in a city full of white people. Their big move, I think, has got to be hiring coach Budenholzer. Oh, yeah. That's huge. Hopefully he has a massive impact in Milwaukee like he did his first few years in Atlanta. Because if he doesn't, the Bucks could be looking at Giannis leaving in 2021 or forcing a trade before then. It's all the rage now. Even if he does good, they might still be looking at that. Right? Yeah, you're right. Don't overlook Brooke Lopez one year's $3 million. Oh, I always forget about that, yeah. You, I told you, don't overlook it. My my mistake. That's like pretty much the veteran's minimum. I don't even know what it is, but I mean, it's got to be like pretty close. It's about what they gave JaVale McGee. As far as how they're going to entertain us, I think this answer is, is obvious. It's ask Eric Bledsoe what he thinks about every guard that outplays him and watch the meme battle begin. Oh, yeah. No, memes... The memes are the only thing holding us together as a society, Bob. <laughs> we all love the memes. It, memes, it doesn't matter if you agree with them. If it's a good meme, then people will give it praise, right? That's how you garner respect is yeah. a good meme. Yeah, I agree with that. Just by sheer length and athleticism, I think they'll be someone entertaining. But yeah, the memes, every now and then someone needs to step up and take the meme crown, the meme reigns of the NBA. Maybe Drew Bledsoe could just go to all Milwaukee Bucks home oh, yeah. games this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by Terry Rozier. Oh, that's going to be some weird sports love triangle. Burning questions, Milwaukee Bucks edition. <laughs> what needs to happen for Giannis to win the MVP? Needs to leave Milwaukee, Bucks. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's the answer you were looking for. but I think he needs to take shots at the president and Brett Kavanaugh if he's uh, in all uh, relevant uh, w weeks from now. He's... He is too quiet. He needs to. He does need to like. He needs to do something, even yeah. if it's not that. He needs to like take a shot at something. Can we get a test? We need to get a test <laughs> shot thrown out there just to see if he has it. Lindsey right? Graham, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> or uh, uh, Lindsey Lohan, maybe. Okay. I don't know. We'll okay. start. We have to start small. We don't know what he has, Bob. <laughs> Fire test shot. Go for the big guns. Win the MVP. Maybe one that we could all rally behind, like Kim Jong-un or something, you know. Oh, man, but he's always threatening to do test shots, too, of his That's own. True. That's, uh, yeah, That's true. That's <laughs> true. You don't want to put Milwaukee in danger. Or maybe you do. Uh, yeah, Will we miss it? <laughs> Will we miss it, though? Like we already I, have Chicago. Like I've stated before, my mom was born there, but she moved. She doesn't yeah. live there anymore. She's, so she'll be a, safe. Yeah, it's all right. Okay, this one I, I thought a lot about, a burning mm -hmm. question number two. Chris Middleton can yeah. opt out of the last year of his deal at the end of this season, okay. uh, which would be for $13 million. So he's probably going to do it, become sure. a free agent. The question is, is Chris Middleton a max player? I'm going to say no, but I'm going to also say that I think he could get close to $20 million. Yeah, for sure. So I don't think he's a max. He could do four. 25 isn't max anymore, right? It all depends on how many years you've been in the NBA. Yeah. Well, then yeah, if, for him, it would probably be between 25 and 30. I don't know if he'd get 25, but maybe he could do like a 23, maybe push 25. I don't know, 20 to somewhere in there. Currently, Middleton is the 96th highest paid player in the NBA. Wow. That's right at, just ahead of Mason Plumlee mm -hmm. and just behind Joe Ingles. 
Twenty million dollars a year, I think, is the floor. That's what he should get. That's, sure. that's exactly what Jabari Parker, his former teammate, just got. Good right? point. Oh, and that was the thing. Like, if they re-sign Jabari, could they re-sign Middleton and all that? Well, yeah, they they obviously weren't interested in uh, in picking Jabari over Chris. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised though if he ends up with a new agent because if he wants to capitalize, I looked at his agent. His name is Mike Lindeman, and I'm sure he's a <laughs> lovely man. <laughs> He's got a great family. But he doesn't have any overpaid players in his portfolio. Oh, man. How's that? How do you do that? That is the test of a great negotiating agent. That's how you get GM jobs with the Lakers, Bob. I'm just saying, Chris, give Mark Bartlestein a call. His line is always open. That's how he's going to get more money. I think, by the way, Bartlestein represents Jabari Parker. More white teams, Indiana Pacers. <laughs> okay, okay. You like that transition? <laughs> What was the big move the Pacers made this offseason, Matt? We've got some great options here. We have Tyreek Evans. Mm-hmm. We have Dougie McBuckets, Doug mm-hmm. McDermott. We have Kyle O'Quinn. Getting colder. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what did I say? Great options. Tyreek's all right, right? It's on a one-year deal. Memphis really butchered that thing by not trading him for whatever they could possibly get and just losing him. Yeah, that was weird. You have a one-year deal, and you'll just assume he's going to shoot. I was worried about Tyreek Evans shooting, but I saw last year was at 40%. Yeah. Which is well, a lot higher than I expected. Right. Their big move, though, has got to be the complete overpay for the very white Doug McDermott. They signed that deal at like 1201, right? Wasn't that like right out of the gate? I said it before, but it's got to have something to do with his resemblance to Jimmy Chitwood yeah, I was from, just ca- from Hoosiers. Yeah, I was just about to ask, how's the haircut similarity? And if Doug shows up first preseason game or something with a Jimmy Chitwood haircut? They wear the Hoosiers jerseys now, too. That's it's true. like throwback night. That's great. That's a great point. But yes, the Pacers are much like the Jazz in that they have a very hard time getting black free agents or any free agents right. because it's a very small list of players that are willing to commit years of their lives to play in a town that is nicknamed Naptown. Naptown? Because that's all there really is to do there Yeah, is take a nap. I think something that would blow everyone's mind now that Paul George is under contract for four years Put together a package, trade for Paul George. Nobody's oh, going to see that coming. Oh, man. <laughs> You've piqued my interest. In more serious terms, let's <laughs> let's get into the next segment, how they can entertain us. I got an entertaining tidbit for you here, right? Oladipo gave me some very entertaining information at Media Day this week. He says every night he watches the same four movies before bed. Wait, Oladipo. Oladipo watches four movies every night before bed. How long are these movies? They're, you know, 90 minutes a piece or so. Before bed? That's right. That's how he unwinds. Okay. Like 8 o'clock, he starts watching these movies. And, and he's not done for six hours. Okay. At least. Do you want to know what he watches I've, every night? Yes, of course. Uh, it starts off with Home Alone. Sure. Followed by Home Alone 2. Okay. Lost in New York. Shrek. And then Mulan. I'll make a man out of you. This all checks out. I got. I forgot to look up if Victor Oladipo has any children, but probably not the best parenting to watch six hours of television every night. Plus, it's not very educational to watch the same damn movie, you oh. know, every damn day. Yeah. And Home Alone Two, Lost in New York. Seriously, I mean, the other ones are are you know some of the best comedies or animated movies. Like, you don't believe that they left Kevin the first time. And then you're like, did they actually leave Kevin again? And you got to watch it. 
I did have a talk boy growing up. Oh, yeah, me too. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> that was your original podcast. It, so. it, it was. <laughs> Burning questions. Okay. Now, this is similar to the Utah Jazz question. We got $70 million coming oh, off dude. the books and expiring deals for the Pacers this summer. Who was the perfect free agent to be the first big name to choose to play in Indiana? You ready for this one, Bob? I can't wait. DeMarcus Cousins. What? Yes, I know I just blew your mind. So he's he's on that famous deal this year for like one year, five million. Right. Whatever it is. That's it, right? One year, five million, something like that? Yeah. He's scheduled to come back all-star break, something like that, beginning of the year, first of the year, something, TBD. something like that. TBD. He's, yes, the dreaded TBD. What if he doesn't come back at all? Uh-oh, right? That's not good. But he still wants that money. He might not get it unless... Indiana just rears back, takes a shot. I'm not even saying full four years, five years stuff. I'm saying two years, 50 million, two years, 60 million, something ridiculous. Throw it at him, two year experiment. This is where you become a Indiana Pacers legend. Now, you might get fired because it might blow up spectacularly. But if it works, could you Genius. imagine? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did not see that coming I at know. all. I got, I have such a boilerplate answer. It's just a bunch of white guys. Okay. I mean, who would be the perfect guy to sign in Indiana? Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Gordon Hayward. Okay. Luka Doncic. He's the new new white guy in mm-hmm. town. A couple years from now, they got that trick layup kid. Are you aware of the trick layup no, kid? No, I know the yodel boy, is, but oh, this, I don't know. This the... guy is a YouTube sensation. Check him out. He's five foot eight. Tristan Jass. Uh, listener sent me some YouTube videos. Wait, of what's guy. his name again? Tristan Jass. No, what's his, uh, what did you call Trick layup. Kid. Trick layup. Kid. He's got some skills. He's white as milk. So that's the perfect free agent. I mean, there's other guys out there. Goran Dragic, actually, he could be a free agent oh, this summer. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Chris Stapp's never going to happen, of course. Right. My one that is not white mm-hmm. that I thought could actually surprise people is another Golden State Warrior, Matt. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. I had briefly thought about Clay for a second. Because he just has to be okay with boring. And we know Clay Thompson is okay with boring. He doesn't go out for the energy. From what I understand is he creates it around him. If they want Clay Thompson, one suggestion, just like the uh, the Mormons and the line about black people, mm-hmm. legalize marijuana, Indiana. <laughs> no line about black. Don't take that clip. Go back and listen. Yeah, no. Okay, that's yeah, that's what you got to do. They got nine months to figure it out. Legalize the weed. They haven't done that yet. I'm, I guess, is what you're telling me. I didn't look it up, but I best guess. I know that they didn't. Best guess. <laughs> best guess. Educated guess. All right, so I put this one in here especially for you. Thank you very much. Burning question. What is the best-case scenario player comparison for a prime DeMontis? You want to hear hear a completely ridiculous answer that I don't know makes sense, but in my Michael Jordan. Yes, thank you. (laughs) No, I was thinking it was like Wilt Chamberlain's length with Michael Jordan's basketball skill, like a less athletic Amari Stoudemire. Okay. I'm talking about, like, developed a jump shot, Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, he can make the 17 Right, so he can do that. And he's, like, sneaky athletic, right? He has good moves. He's not—that's why I say less athletic, Amari, because Amari was just, like, a—he was just insane explosive, right? So it, Until the Knicks gave him $100 million. Right. Somehow that money—all that money weighed him down, Bob. <laughs> now he's coming back. Did you see that? He just signed to play in Israel again. Oh, he owns the team, I mean. Yeah. yeah. He can shoot mid-range, and he, he has good footwork and good moves, and I think he knows his way around the basket. I think it's like a 
less athletic Amari because they both probably will underwhelm you in the rebounding department. So. Uh-huh. My comparison was was uh, a less athletic Amari. His name is Rick Smits. <laughs> okay. All right. Famous Indiana Pacer. Couldn't really get the rebounds. The most Smits ever averaged rebounds. He's seven foot four. The most rebounds he ever got in a season, seven point seven per game. Which is what Sabonis already averaged last year, exactly. Oh, wow. He's already smitzed up. Yeah, Smith, he could make that 17-footer. He could get a couple of rebounds, pretend to defend the uh, the rim a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is a compliment of a comp. Oh, yeah, I like no, no, Rick no. Smith. No, that's fine. I, Rick Smith was always one of my favorites also. He had the, the nickname the Dunking Dutchman. Mm-hmm. What's not to like about that? Right. Also, advice for Sabonis Embrace this comparison. You want to sell a million Sabonis jerseys to all of the NBA hipsters out there? Grow out the mullet and the mustache, Rick Smith style. He probably could rock it like Kelly Olynyk with his long hair, right? So I'm, Sabonis uh-huh. should like take that and just, I'm going to do it better than you. Yeah, no man bun. Mullet. Right, 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 right. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. The last team in the wannabe contenders. I struggled putting them there. Not because I don't think they're going to contend, but because they deserve more respect than this in most years. Sure. It's the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, yeah, San Antonio. They're a big move. There was more drama in San Antonio this past year, probably since the Tony Parker-Brent Berry wife swap, (laughs) if we we all recall that. The the sultry Frenchman has a voice like you all the time. Oh, yeah. And convinced Brent Berry's wife to sleep with him. That uh, put a little discord in the Spurs locker just, room. Just a tad. No Uncle Dennis, but pretty bad. What do you think their big move of the offseason was? I could give you some random answer, but if I said anything but Kawhi trade, I think people would immediately turn us off and never listen to us again, right? I think they did that when you said Javon Carter. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no one cares about Memphis enough to. They all actually, they didn't even listen. They just fast forwarded right through Memphis. Okay. Yeah, getting getting Demar and then also getting Jakob Pertl. Pop loves the Europeans, so he could do some work with that. But yeah, it, it's rare that you trade an All Star and you get an All Star in return, right? Like an an actual current All Star. That's true. So it, I think that was a. If you're going to trade Kawhi, then I think that was a pretty good outcome. I think DeRozan and Pertl have shown that they're really good players, and I think that they're going to be better in San Antonio because sure. Pop's system puts people in position to get to become the most efficient versions of themselves. Yeah. What about surprises? See any way that the Spurs could surprise us this season? Bob, if they average more than four made three-pointers a game, okay. then I think they are going to surprise everybody. Yeah, the Spurs' success when people expect them to take a step back still surprising anybody, prepare to be surprised. <laughs> yeah. What about the Spurs getting the steal of the draft in the late first round in Lonnie Walker? Oh, yeah. yeah Anyone yeah. surprised when the Spurs get the best player that slipped past everyone else? Prepare to be surprised. Right. Entertainment value. This one I feel like is easy. It's Greg Popovich. Oh, sure. Greg Popovich and a hot mic is as entertaining as an episode of Game of Thrones to me. Right. You know what I'm talking about. I've, I'm a big fan. His quotes are going to be immortalized for years after he's gone. Seems like he's going to retire soon. He's going to be missed. Get as much Popovich quotes as you can. Yeah. A couple of burning questions. Last two burning questions of the week. Can Lonnie Walker be an all-time funny NBA personality? Oh. All-time. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. He seems like a smart guy. 
right? But he said he said some kind of strange things. Let's forget about teaching Lonnie basketball. Pop needs to make him like the ultimate smart, funny basketball player. Yeah, he's off to a great start. The world's an illusion. Hitler was a great leader who probably yeah. faked his own death. Yeah. I was looking for some quotes that I hadn't seen yet. He enlightened us that dolphins at water parks aren't happy. They're just faking it. Yes, of course. He said the quote is, it's fake positivity. How would a human feel if they just locked up in a small place where they have to stay for the rest of their lives? The dolphins are doing the same thing over and mm-hmm. over. It's like prison or something. Right. And they didn't even do anything. What if one of the dolphins is Hitler hiding and faked his own death? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's thinking. Are the dolphins just doing this for the, the raw fish? Are they? Do they pity the human race? Hey, man, if we're going to have to be like this, we might as well get some raw fish out of it. In addition, Lonnie Walker has a tattoo of a pagoda. It's a nod. A pagoda? <laughs> okay, sorry. It's a Japanese building. Oh, it's a, yeah. There's a seven-story Japanese building in his hometown of Reading, Pennsylvania. He says back home everyone calls him Buddha. Is that Japanese, Bob? He's, he's big there. <laughs> okay. He also has some thoughts about the moon landing. Just because you don't see, you see things in the sky doesn't mean it was there. Mm-hmm. The background, the surroundings, y'all tried to make it look too much like a moon. The details were almost too great. Right. You're doing too great of a job. There's no way it looks this nice or this well done. Bob, you know what looks like the moon? <laughs> the moon, Bob. It's, it's just too realistic. There's no way that this could be the moon. A great conspiracy needs an unnamed villain. And Lonnie Walker just nailed it. Y'all tried to make it look too much like a moon. We don't know who oh, y'all is. Oh, right, 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 right. Like uh, Inspector Gadget where it was just the faceless guy stroking the, uh, the cat. He very casually dropped the y'all tried to make it look like, is he talking about could, the journalist? Could be any of us, really. It'd keep us on our toes. <laughs> the last burning question, who needs three-pointers anyways? No, nope, not me. Played out. <laughs> We've seen four years of this Warriors garbage. We need to get back to Doesn't ba- work. Get back to basketball as it was meant to be. I think the let's go big and not shoot threes probably sounded better to Greg Popovich after multiple bottles of wine, mm-hmm. you know. During the off season, he didn't happen to go to Hawaii and hang out with Don Nelson. Oh, maybe that maybe that really is what got it started. But since it's the Spurs and they still have that militaristic demand for excellence, I think sure. it'll work out okay for him. Yeah, of course. That's it for the wannabe contenders this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got one more segment. You know what it is? The diss of the week. Lay it on me. Yo, mama is so fat. Blake Griffin, wannabe comedian, was hanging out with Jeff Ross. Well, almost, also a wannabe comedian. Almost a comedian. He's yeah. the roast master general. Right. He had some jokes for Blake. He said, like the Clippers, Kendall Jenner traded you for another basketball player. Oh. The season hasn't even started yet, but your ex is already leading you in rebounds. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, another diss of the week. LeBron James finally announced something I've been waiting for since I saw the movie True Romance. Okay. Are you familiar with that one? Yeah. Um, Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Right. And, Shoot uh, first, ask Christian Slater. Patricia Arquette. You yeah. ever seen that? <laughs> so okay. there's this scene where Clarence Worley, Worley, Christian Slater's character, goes to confront Drexel, the pimp, about his girlfriend and former prostitute, right. Alabama. Alabama, sure. Right. Gary Oldman is just so taken aback. 
justify Christian Slater's brashness mm-hmm. in this meeting. Gary Oldman, by the way, has dreadlocks and is a white pimp drug dealer who <laughs> talks black. He can play anything, Bob. He's really one of the great actors of our time. Mm-hmm. He asked his associate, his big bodyguard, Gary Oldman asked his, his big bodyguard after Clarence gives this speech, is it white boy day? <laughs> I said, nah, man, it ain't white boy day. LeBron James declared yesterday white boy Wednesday. Oh, man. That's when they play Eminem and other music by white artists. Okay. It was white boy day, finally. Riff raff? Been waiting for it. Okay, so now we're going to play the clip of Kawhi Leonard's 30-second interview, which became the talk of NBA Twitter, and then tell you the disses about it. So roll that beautiful bean footage. And what would you like people to know about you? I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. Um, I mean, it's just more question you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. <laughs> I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> He's right there. Yeah, the glasses. There you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> At Dragonfly Jones had a series of tweets about this clip. He says, if you're an NBA arena sound guy and you don't have the Kawhi laugh queued up and ready to go after every Kawhi turnover, then what are you even doing, man? man?" Brutal. Followed that up by saying, imagine if everyone talks about how robotic you are all the time and the first time you show them your human side, everyone's like, laugh my ass off. What the fuck was that? Kawhi's never going to laugh in public again. (laughs) Yeah. His last tweet was just simply, I've been laughing at Kawhi's laugh for like three straight hours now. <laughs> as good as those were, I saw one just before we uh, before we turned on the recording from Fast Break Breakfast. Right. Shout out fellow funny NBA podcast from Tennessee. Big news today besides uh, Kawhi Leonard's laughing was Brett Kavanaugh's congressional hearing. James Hamblin, a verified account, tweeted out, Kavanaugh says he's concerned that he may never be able to coach again, apparently due to standards of recreational basketball leagues while arguing for a position on the Supreme Court. Right. Fast Break Breakfast retweeted this, quote tweeted, and said, shout out basketball leagues having more stringent character standards than those of the Supreme Court or presidency. (laughs) It's so funny when you read that in its terms, like he's afraid he's not going to be able to coach youth girls basketball again. It'd be funny if it weren't so terribly horrifying. I agree. On the next episode of Brick House. Next week, we got the fun watch teams. Oh, man. Your league pass darlings. No, bring them on. It's the team I know a lot of you have been waiting for, the L.A. Lakers, coming up. They have to be in this episode because the last episode we have to after that is the contenders, which obviously they are not. You're burnt, Lakers. (laughs) So LeBron plus five other teams coming up next week on the next episode of Brick House. (laughs) 